Welcome back to Look Ma No Hands Quarantine Edition. I am your host, Laura Max Rose, joined today by another podcast host of a podcast you've probably heard of, hashtag no filter. Julie Lauren, welcome to Look Ma No Hands and vice versa. Thank you so much. I know. And I'm so excited to have you on hashtag no filter. This is so fun that we're doing this. We've both been on each other's podcasts a couple times. I mean, a few times now between the two of us. I know. I'm loving this. So this episode is going to air on both of our podcasts. Mm -hmm. So wherever you're listening... Um, and I don't have a filter anyway, so it, it works. Your <laughs> it title works, works for me as well. <laughs> um, Julie and I were talking on the phone the other night, and she and I were she and I couldn't. Our situations are quite different in this quarantine, which is something I've been thinking about a lot. Um, I've been wondering to myself, you know, everyone we're all in the same storm, but we're definitely not in the same boat. Correct. And then um, we were, we everyone. Were on the phone, it was last week, right? We were having this conversation last week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, everyone, everyone that I know, like has some different version of a similar situation. But Julie and I are you're you live alone, mm-hmm. you exactly get to watch all the Netflix, you're in Florida. <laughs> right. Um, and I started this quarantine off like calling you saying, Oh, my God, Julie, like if I could just give you my list of shows I wish I was watching mm-hmm. right now, because I'm on Facebook, and I see all of my friends like commenting about how they've like watched every single show at Netflix, like they finished Netflix, right. And I'm over here like trying to squeeze in maybe five minutes of TV at the end of the day before I pass out. So jealous. And then I'm looking back on my time, like on my own before I had a family. And like, I don't think I really savored watching shows by myself or really being by myself nearly as much as I would now like to have a day on my own. So it got me thinking like, how are our experiences different and what's really going on? Exactly. And it's so interesting because I feel like when you're in a certain phase of life, you, like you said, you didn't like, you don't even think you savored the time where you were able to watch all the shows, but it just, it's kind of like when you're in it, not like the grass, it is kind of like the grass is always greener. You're thinking about the next phase, not saying I'm doing that every day, but, but there's something to be said, like when you're in it, you're not really thinking about that you're in it. But now that you have time to think because of the quarantine, it's very different. And then we were talking about that. Yeah, no, exactly. I, the, when this first started, I was following this friend of mine on Instagram. She's like got a similar life to yours right now. She's like gone, you know, like trying to create some structure for right, herself, but right. it's just her. And I was like drowning in the beginning of this. Like right. things have gotten so much better. But I mean, I had like whiplash from just going from like having all this structure with my kids to both of them being home full time, not having any help, like right. being stuck at home. Like I can't even, we can't even take our kids to the park. Everyone knows what I'm talking about who has kids right now. Um, but it was just like, Oh my God, I was so exhausted. And I was almost crying looking at this girl's oh. Instagram stories where she was talking about what she was watching on Netflix. Right. And I told Ben like how jealous I felt in that moment. Oh, right. And he was like, Laura, you were watching Netflix by yourself, like, and you wanted to meet your husband, like, a long time ago, and you did. Like, it's just like, we're all in, like, we're all out of balance right now. We're all in these super magnified versions of our outside of quarantine reality. Exactly. So it, it makes sense. It's and sometimes when I'm on my Instagram and, you know, doing a story about the Netflix show I watched or whatever I did that day, that obviously is something that if you have kids or you don't live alone, you might not be able to do. I do. I like, question it as I'm putting it up like, oh, I'm not being sensitive to this. But then on the other hand, there are a lot of things that I'm dealing with that someone with kids or, you know, living with other people or living with someone is, you know, different challenges. And yeah, you know, what I've realized too, this like has completely broken me of the not sensitive thing. Mm -hmm. Like I used to have so much shit around um, being insensitive and like, oh, I shouldn't share this or I shouldn't talk about this because somebody's having this experience. And this is really brought home for me that like, you know what? I'm definitely I'm going to share what I'm going through because for the person who is going through the same thing, 
I think it's going to help them more than it's going to hurt somebody else. And the person who's going through somebody different, they can follow somebody else. They can take their inspiration from somebody else in that situation. Like we all need someone that we can relate to. I I was talking about this in another podcast, like last week, Justin Timberlake got just railed for talking about how hard it is to be a 24 seven parent right now. Oh. that was his quote, like 24 seven parenting isn't natural that. And I was like, no, it's not like, why, why are people, people are like, welcome to the real world, Justin, like, this is what it's really like. And I'm like, he's giving all of us permission to talk about how challenging this is. Like, why are we getting so angry at him? Well, and because no matter what your careers, how successful you are, how much money you have, no one is equipped as a, as a parent to be a 24 seven parent slash 24 seven working. If that no one's equipped to deal with a pandemic, like, no, you know. like no one is equipped to deal with a pandemic. Right. Like, well, so t- okay. So tell me, let's get to the heart of what, why we wanted to have this interview, which was like, okay, I want to know about what, what the hell are you doing right now? Tell right. me about your life. Right. So my life. So I live alone. I live in Delray Beach, Florida, and I'm, you know, quarantined in my, I think my apartment's, you know, it's not massive. It's bigger than my New York one, but it's, you know, a thousand square feet, maybe. I mean, it's less than that. You know, it's, I have one living room, one bedroom, a kitchen and, you know, a bathroom and that's it. And I mean, yes, I get out, you know, I'll go outside or I'll go to the grocery when I have to, or I'll visit my parents from a distance, whatever. But there, I mean, I'm alone. So while that- Have you hugged anyone since this started? Have I hugged anyone? Has have you gotten like have like is there no. anyone you're like on a hugging basis no, with? There's been like no made hugs. Me so sad thinking about. I mean, no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> and I'm because people hug. keep talking about like, oh my god, I just can't wait to hug people, and I'm like, that's not really a strong emotion that I'm feeling, probably because I am hugging people. No, I you yeah. know it's funny, but I'm really okay. When it first started, I was you know, there was a novelty component to it before Corona got serious before, like we all knew what was going on. Then when it all hit and it's like, okay, this is scary. And holy crap. Like, I don't know if I can do this for much longer. And now that I'm in a, I hate, I know this is such a buzz thing right now, but a new normal and in a rhythm, I'm actually okay. But look, I'm alone. I'm yes. I get to watch Netflix at night. That's lovely. And yes, I get to maybe sleep later than you do, or, you know, pour a glass of wine and you're not able to do that right now, but it, I'm doing it alone. <laughs> so right. So like, it's not exactly. You're like completely, that's like the memes that I get the biggest laughs out of are the ones that kind of like pertain to your situation. Cause they have like nothing to do with my life. They're all about like extreme loneliness and like right. they're, they make it funny. And like, that makes me laugh because I'm like, yeah, I mean, I literally haven't gone to the bathroom by myself in six weeks. <laughs> so it's like a completely different frustration. So now I want to ask like, what is the thing that you're most excited about? getting back to like once you talked about like the, our, we're in a new normal right now. I think yeah. it's going to be a while before things I start think. looking anything like they did before, but what are the things that you're most excited to do again? You're going to be shocked at what I, when I say this, because Lauren knows I hate flying. I'm excited to get on an airplane. I'm excited to really go somewhere. Yep. This might've cured my fear of flying. I mean, I, I, I fly for those who don't know, I'm, I hate flying, but I still do it, but I just want to be able to go visit certain people and friends and like, just get, like kind of get out of here, even though I'm in people would say a vacation destination, but I'm not living vacation life right now. So I'm excited to get out. I'm excited to explore my neighborhood. I only moved to this actual apartment like two months ago, not even. And I'm excited to explore that. And like, I only moved to Florida not that long ago. I was living at my parents before the apartment. And so I haven't really made a full life here yet. And like, I'm ready to do that. And I feel good and ready for that. And so 
I'm, and I'm just excited to hug. <laughs> yeah, to hug. To, to do you hug. think you would have been as aggressive about building a life for yourself in Florida had this not happened? Like, do you think you, because I feel like this has really brought to the surface for me, like all the things I've been wanting to do, but I haven't been really like pushing yeah. myself around. Yeah. I'm like doing it now. I'm right. like, okay, 100%. we're doing this. Well, I went, wait, tell me first. Cause then I want to go back to that question for both of us, but you paint your picture now of how quarantine has been for you. Like you're with your husband and kids, like kind of, so people see that like both of our, the differences. So it's absolutely like it's 1959 all over again. And in some of the best ways, like we recall those that decade without like a lot of positivity, because it was a very there was a lot of inequality. However, there were things about it that were very quaint. The children were playing outside, we ate family dinners at every meal. And like that has been reality for us. I have never, I feel like I am in heaven as far as the time that I've been able to spend with my family. And I seriously start crying when I think about any any of that ever going back i'm like no it's not going back like we're going to figure out how to have this kind of time together because i never want to be in as much of a rush as i was in before like that part has been heavenly um sure. the time like selma i took selma out on the scooter today and um she just was like mommy i never want this to end and like i didn't even need to ask her what this was like i just knew oh, this has like been this time for her that like i've always been you know, Selma, I was working when Selma was little. She was in daycare when she was very little. Then she started at a Montessori school. She's always had so much structure. And as her mother, I've always been very convinced that that's what she needed. Right. Um, and I do feel like it has served a purpose for her as far as learning goes. You know, I don't think I am equipped to teach her the way that her teachers do because of the structure that she has at school. Whereas maybe some kids like home learning might be easier for them because they don't require so much structure in that way. But like, once I let go of how much, um, you know, I felt like so out of control that she didn't have school anymore. And I was just trying to recreate it at home and it wasn't working. And like, once I let go of that and just realized this one thing that like, if I can teach my daughter to let go of what she can't control by letting go myself, this has been the one thing in my life that has been the hardest for me is just letting go of control. If I can like show her that it's okay to just laugh really loudly and not have a plan and go have fun and seize the moment because we don't, the truth is we're also afraid this is never going to end, but the, they're like, the truth is we don't even know if we're, we're never coming back here. Like the world's never going to stop like this again. So Ever. we should never, be looking because at we'll this. Go with, right, right. Yeah. Stopped. We should be looking at this. Like this is the only time we're ever going to be here. So we better like do whatever we want to do when there's this big giant pause now, mm-hmm. because this is the last time we're, we're going to be in this place, in this space. Exactly. So like once I let go and started treating it like, all right, you know what? You want to watch like eight movies today and like we're going to go have an extra donut and we're going to have fun and we're going to laugh and we're going to let go of the rules. And it got so much better. Mm. I feel um, like you're in, like, even though I know because we've talked about it and we'll talk about it on the podcast, I'm sure like you've had moments where you want to just pull your hair out. But but looking at it from the standpoint of like, you know, even on your Instagram, looking at the photos of your family, like you have this quality time. Like you just said, there was, there's pre COVID, there's post COVID and there's what we're in now, which even if the Corona stuff, you know, they say another wave might come back down the road, which it will, it's going to be a different, it's not going to be this. It's not. Yeah. It's not going to, I think even when another, if, and when another wave comes, we're going to have like staggered working situation. Like we're not all going to be like this. I mean, I just, I don't see that happening with the way people are just, they're over it. It, Um, Exactly. Exactly. So I, so have you, okay. So let's talk about then when you have those moments where you want to pull your hair out. Yeah. um, How do you get through them? Because I'm sure every parent right now is having those moments. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, this all changed for me in an interview I actually did last week with a parenting coach, Randy Rubenstein. I had been like really having a lot of pulling my hair out moments, just being very much like in very con- like I was very controlling. Like I went, um, I went to Walmart, which was like the only store that was open on Easter, and I bought like all these craft activities for my kid for the fo- for the week to come, thinking that they would like somehow keep her entertained. And of course, like she either wasn't interested or she zoomed through them in like five minutes, right? And things just weren't going the way that I wanted them to, and I was getting super frustrated, and I felt so trapped because my expectations of myself were so high. Like I kept thinking I was going to be just this perfect mom and have this perfect week with my kid because I was so prepared and it was so the opposite of that, Mm. which just made it so much worse. And she was like, you have to just like like, like rigorously and aggressively take care of yourself right now. And you can point to your ear, ear pods or earbuds, whatever they're called AirPods. Um, when, you know, she's trying to get your attention and just say, mommy's working, mommy's on the phone. Like she needs 15 minutes of your undivided attention every day to feel loved and nourished and complete. And beyond that, you need to just do whatever you need to do to fill your tank. And to have somebody say that to me, I mean, that couldn't have been further from what I was doing. I was taking maybe 15 minutes for myself every day. Right. And putting everything I had into making sure she was okay. And it was just honestly horrible. Um, And now like, I mean, it's so much, we're all so much happier because I've just let go and it's so much better. So now is it a, like, do you feel you have less of those? Oh my gosh, I'm going to go insane moments. Absolutely. Um, I definitely have, I definitely do. One thing that still makes me feel a little bit crazy recently is just the unknown, um, like not knowing what, it feels like I'm in a marathon, but that, that it doesn't have an end. Like I can get through this with this one day at a time mentality, but not knowing like when anything Selma's in this school, that's like a Montessori school. So it goes through the summer and um, technically she could go back now if we wanted her to, because they're an emergency service. So they're like already open and like, we're not emergency workers. So that's not something that we're doing at this point, but it's like, when will it be like back to normal, right. like or what? What you can, and just not having any type of timeline for that can make somebody it's feel unknown. Crazy. It's like it's just not knowing exactly. If someone would just say, "Okay, May fifteenth or May whatever it is," like just yeah. I want to know, but no one knows. So it's no it's, one knows, right? And that's what's anxiety inducing for. I mean, and it's just for the kids. Like my my sister in law and my brother and my sister in law, they have a five. What is he? He's turning six, and then a three or three and five. Anyway, and. I, I just, I, you know, so I, I talk to her a lot. I mean, I know I talk to you, but I talked to her a lot and I'm like, I can't, I give you so much credit, Laura, that you are, I just can't because yes, I have my own stuff and like, yes, I might get lonely or yes, I might have a moment or yes, I'm unmotivated to do work, but I'm, I'm not caring for another child, another humans right now. Like it's amazing. Oh my God. I mean, really, you, thank you. you deserve a year long vacation when this is over. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Like, first of all, thank you. And secondly, let me just tell you something else. I am inoculated from ever feeling any guilt from taking time for myself again once this is over. Like, I will never... Ben and I had this vacation planned to Italy, ironically, which God only knows if that's ever going to happen. And I had been this whole year just like thinking I wasn't even going to be able to go because of the amount of guilt I had over the time that we were thinking of going away for. And now I'm like, uh... Yeah, no. Like I have zero guilt. I'm taking that vacation uh, whenever yeah, you I are. Can. You're gonna yeah, come to Florida right. then after and visit me for a week. <laughs> yes, I would love that. I'm going to see my friends. Like right. I just have this has given me this view of parenting through like such a different lens. Mm-hmm. Like I I am that is a gift I'll never be able to like repay. I, I'm so grateful for that. And one of those gifts is that like happy mommy, happy kids. Yeah. That like yeah. 
that Brandy said to me on the podcast, she was like, show your kids a model, not a martyr, like live the life you would want them to have. And I've heard that like a hundred times, but it's never affected me before. This pandemic has really like, there have been changes that I've wanted to make in my life or awarenesses that I've wanted to have that I haven't been able to implement. And then like all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm desperate enough. I'm doing it. Like I'm waking up every morning at 6 a.m. so I can have an hour and a half to myself before my kids wake up. I've wanted to do that for three and a half years and yeah. I've never done it. So it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And I feel like even though with Violet being so little, you know, and of course not able to process this maybe in the way Selma can, but they, they're still sponges, right? It doesn't matter how young they are. They're going to pick up on your energy and your mood. Right. Oh, hundred percent. Um, Violet is like just this extraordinarily kind and patient. Like she really doesn't seem to have been very phased by it. Selma is extremely sensitive. Um, always has been. And, um, her moods are definitely affected by like whatever's going on around her. Even if like our family life has stayed the same, if there's just like a change in her reality, she's affected by that. So just randomly not having school anymore and then not being able to see her friends, that was a right. big adjustment for her. Of course, um, these and things kids, that, I mean, yeah, they were used to something. So it's just, it's, it, it's like, hard. it's like, I think about, and again, cause I have two nephews. So I think about them and how like, I mean, kids are resilient though. I know, but I feel like adults are more equipped to handle something like this and kids, these poor kids. Like I, right? I know that's how I feel too. I feel the same way. Um, and then I read this article that said, it's actually the adults who are going to be more psychologically impacted oh. by this. So that helps I mean, me, but it makes, makes sense. sense. Like we're going to be the one who are ones who are like obsessively washing our hands for the rest of our lives. <laughs> oh, well, it's so funny. I had a visceral um, reaction. I was watching a movie the other night and like, I don't even know what, and they, the guy was like eating food and didn't wash his hands before or something. And I had a visceral reaction. Like, Oh my God, wash your hands. Like, it's so crazy what this is doing to us. Like yeah. I, I just, I, oh. I unbelievable un it's changing How- the way we live our lives no it's 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 beyond it's going to be like pre and post 911 in a different way like it's just uh-huh. unbelievable how are things tell me like how how is it with the hubby, like, are you guys better than ever? Or do you want to, I have to say, this has been like the best thing that's ever happened for like that, for my relationship with my husband, like even just not, I think like being quarantined in a space together gives you this opportunity to like, look at all these things that you just Mm -hmm. don't for no reason of your own, other than life is busy, like have a chance to look at. Right. And, um, I think you, if you take life up on that opportunity, it can be such a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's hard and challenging, but like that's life. And, um, if you really step up to the plate of like working through those things together and, um, figuring out how to do things as a team, even though it can be hard, like, I just feel and like, I have to tell you, I mean, I'm a modern woman in a modern world. And we have like, you know, the the male and female, like the expectations on men and women when they have kids and like all the stuff that we're expected to do and do for each other, it can be very stressful. Right. And just having this sort of break from all of that, just seeing how much he's helped me and um, been there for me and the way that we've been able to work together to make this work um, for our family. I've and, and to be able to stop and appreciate that um, and appreciate him for all the things that he's done for me and given to me. Like I've never felt so, um, I've never felt so grateful for That's him. So I like, ever, because I know like, look, this whole thing is testing relationships, marriages, uh, friendships. I mean, all, all, everything. And I, I said on the podcast, I recorded with my dad that like, I, right before I came over, I'm like, are you a mom going to get divorced? Like not being funny, just being like so many people are saying that this is 
it's hard being, you know, with someone all day, every day, but the couples that are like, we're actually thriving is so amazing to hear. And- Have you heard other, like, is that like, what are you mostly hearing? Cause I've been asking, we had a, we, we like talked to a friend of ours the other night and he said that he's an attorney and he's like, I'm getting calls from my oh, friends asking. I'm- for divorce Oh, I'm not surprised. I th- and I I think they said like in China that happened too, like the divorce lawyers were. And look, yeah. I said it. I think, but on the other hand, you know, on one hand, oh my God, it's it's so sad and terrible. But on the other hand, okay, if this is putting you know kind of a, a magnifying glass on your marriage, your relationship, and showing that you're not you know meant to be together, you're not the right fit, then great, figure it out now, move on. Like, but it's right. crazy to think about. Well, that's what I said to Ben. Like, I think that like this is gonna like. It's like a storm. It's like a flood, and it's mm-hmm. going to make everything that doesn't work sink to the bottom, and yeah. everything that is working is going to float to the top. The um, yeah. And I think that just because you're not like having chat, I mean, all of a sudden being together twenty four seven after not being like after only seeing each other for dinner for however many years yeah. is going to have its adjustments. Of um, course, of but course. if you can like show up for that, like if that if it is something that's you know worth showing up for. I think um, that can be like a really beautiful thing. And I think there are so many things that we're just not, I mean, I've like been like every single day. I'm like, we can't, we can't go back to not having dinner together every night again. I mean, it's just like Ben has been cooking like every meal. It's just been so much better. I'm like, what were we doing? But everyone was doing it. Like everyone was moving that fast. But how Um, nice is that to realize that right? and go forward with that? Yeah. It's like all these things that were causing us so much stress. I think that like the stress for us was like how busy our lives were and like how, um, just how stressful outside factors probably were. Um, cause we had like this thing, like whenever, whenever we go on vacation, like it's awesome. It's like you come home and you have to deal with life. You have to build, you have bills to pay, you have work to do. And like, how do you translate your cohesiveness when you're on vacation into your reality at home. And I think that this has given all of us this opportunity to like start from scratch. Like right. exactly kind of start yeah. from scratch. And like, it's a re it's a reset. And I think it's also, you know, I kind of think like if you can make it through Corona with your person and you guys, I, like you're kind of going to make it through anything, right? Like <laughs> I, know, right? I was reading something that said that the other day, like, Oh my God, I feel like, yeah. I mean, it's like, if anything can make it through Corona, it was I meant mean, to be here. I mean, this is really this Within like a week and a half of this happening, like just so many, I felt like I was just grieving. There were so many things. I mean, like we let go of our nanny. We like said goodbye to so many people all at once. Like this just caused people to have to move. Um, You know, I know somebody, like there's somebody in our lives who this situation, like she's finally going to move back to be with her daughter after like all these years, but we're not going to get to see her anymore. And it's like, it's causing people to make changes in their lives. And we were hearing about all those changes in the first few weeks of this. And I was just like grieving like constantly. Exactly. It just felt like grief. It really is. And I, and you know, even with friendships, like this is the time to not like weed out, like, like screw you by, but like kind of take inventory of, and I was talking about this with my, another friend the other day that of like, who is lifting you higher? Who's bringing you down? If you're following something and someone on Instagram, that's draining your batteries, unfollow or mute them. Like this, like, this is the time, like you only want things that kind of, that, that lift you higher. And this is a great, speaking of Instagram, have you noticed how like Man, I don't know why I want to talk about this so much, but I've wanted to talk about it on like every single podcast yeah. I've done. Have you noticed like how the people who we follow who maybe like don't make us feel that great in our pre-COVID lives, like they're a lot less interesting to follow right now. It's yeah. like and some they're of them are very quiet. They're very quiet because when you're not like out buying a whole bunch right. of shit all the time. 
Yeah. Um, and I don't know why, why I'm like asking myself, I was asking myself on the car ride over to record this, like yeah. why, why does this bring me such joy? Like, is this like shout in front of, but I think for me, it's just been kind of validating. Like we were living in this world before where like what you had, what you consumed, what you showed the world was what mattered, but like we all kind of knew it wasn't what mattered. Exactly. And I'm kind of grateful that that's being brought to light. I think so. I mean, cause look, no one can travel right now. No one's out shopping right now. No one's doing all these, you know, more, not, I don't want to say materialistic, I please. We're all materialistic in some way, but, but there, it is some, there are, you know, maybe influencers or whoever it is that are much quieter during this. Maybe it's for other reasons too, but it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Yeah, I've definitely been watching. Like I've been noticing. That's right. What I'm going to say. I think it's interesting just to see in general, how people are handling this on social media and not saying bad, good, whatever, but just how, you know, whether you're a blogger influencer or whether you're, even if you're not either of those things and you're just, you know, a person on Instagram, but how, what people are choosing to share and not share and talk about, I don't know. It's just been really interesting to see how social media has worked in this whole thing. I, I, I hear you. Well, you were telling me you, you have like the funniest social media. If you don't follow Julie, by no. the way, you're, um, I mean, everyone should follow Laura because she's. What is your? You changed your. Oh, you're by Julie Lauren. By Julie Lauren. By yes, Julie yes, Lauren. Yes. And you're just Laura Max Rowe. Are you just Laura Max? I'm just Laura Max. Yes, yes, yes. That's me. Um, yeah, uh, but no. you are like. So let's talk about your like ritual, your evening ritual. Oh, so Julie okay. loves drinking wine, I, and she's a Josh Sellers girl. She I drinks know. Chardonnay. You're so good. I am. It's my favorite. Um, I want to know, like, uh, just tell me how, like, tell me all about it. Yeah, because you so, share the funniest stories. Yeah, I and. I, I've drank every single day since this started, which I'm not necessarily proud of, but I, Hey, you and like literally everyone, (laughs) right? I mean, and look, I'm not drinking a bottle a night, but like I am having at least a glass of wine every day and that's how I unwind. And when people are like, what are you unwinding from? Well, I'm unwinding just from being quarantined and trying to stay motivated and do my work and try to make money while, you know, during the whole thing. And oh, so yeah, end, it's very anxiety inducing to be it's very, And for, with someone who, you know, to, you know, with anxiety, it's not so fun, but yeah. But, um, you know, so after I do the work that I can do and, and if I can't get the work done, I'm just not motivated. I I'm easy on myself and I'm like, you know what, there's, unless it's a deadline I have to meet, but otherwise I'm like, there's always tomorrow. So yeah, always, you know, kind of like when I pour that glass of wine, it almost is symbolizes like the end of the quote work day, even though sometimes I will pour that glass of wine at three o'clock and continue working. Sometimes the more, yeah, it's a ritual. Like you made it, right? Yes. And that's yeah. You know, and then at that point, I don't feel bad. And, you know, I might still be on my laptop, but I don't feel bad if I'm not really doing anything super productive. I'll, that's when I might turn on the TV or catch up with someone on the phone or whatever it is. But I'll I'll kind of maneuver myself from the kitchen island where I do most of my work to the couch and do whatever I want there. But with the wine, the wine is kind of that like, okay, it's nighttime now. And then, you know, eventually when I go to bed, like, you know, I, I, well, actually it's more of a reverse. It's more of a morning, like my morning routine. I've really gotten into like a solid pattern and it's really helped. And I want to hear about yours too, and see if this is, and now that you have that hour and a half in the morning alone, but like when I get up, I will lay in bed for a while, but then I have to open my windows right away to have, you know, the sunlight. Then I have to make Mm -hmm. the bed right away. Like I'm, I, I'm very, particular. I have to work out at a certain point. Like I'm, I've gotten kind of almost anal about my morning because if I don't start the day on a decent foot, I am fucked. Excuse my language. Like, that is I, so funny that you said that because I have been pretty anal about um, wow. making my bed and I never yes. made my bed before. Damn. This happened. Right. Ever. I, 
great. So is that, so do you have like a kind of a strict or quote strict routine in the morning and night? Or? Yeah, it's definitely loosened up. Like in the beginning I was obsessively cleaning, but like mm-hmm. I was cleaning, like it, I thought it was helping me, but it was actually making me like really miserable. Like I, first of all, cleaning up when there's four people living in your house, most of whom are never leaving, like and they're there all day. It's like a cat, like you can't, it's a game you'll never win. Like oh, right, right. there's just this perpetual mess. And so it was just leaving me feeling like really frustrated and dissatisfied. So I just realized like, I'm going to tackle like a little chunk, like whatever needs to be done. So like this morning I woke up and like the floors downstairs were sticky because we had like all this food last night. And I was like, yeah, can't walk on sticky floors, not right. happening. So I like mopped the floors, but, um, you know, we have a huge like backlog of laundry and I'm like, how important is it? Do I have to do it right now? No. Like maybe I'll throw a load in, but I don't have to finish it. I was getting like really, obsessed with everything being done because it was making me feel like I had control. And then I realized, you know what, I don't have any, so whatever. But having my bed made um, and my bathroom clean, like these areas that I go into has really helped. I've also started waking up every day at 6am. This has been like, I can't, I don't want to become one of those preachy people because I have heard people talking about this for like 10 years. I mean, when I was in college, I was that girl who didn't schedule any classes before like 1130 AM because I have never been an early riser and I've never wanted to be one. And I don't feel like, I mean, if you don't have to be one, you don't have to be one. Like, I don't think that before I had kids, I really had to be an early riser to get on top of things. Right. Um, But my days are just so full right now. Like I am so much busier than I've ever been in my life. Yeah. um, Because I'm responsible for two living, breathing children of mine who I'm caring for on my own and with my husband when he's home. Mm -hmm. Um, So having that time for myself in the morning, like it makes me feel like um, I can actually handle the day. It's gotten to the point where like, Yeah. It's gotten to the point where like when the alarm goes off at six in the morning, um, the feeling of not waking up like traumatizes me. Like I get right out of bed because I'm like, oh my God, can you imagine not having this time and how horrible your day is going to be? Are you tired when the alarm goes off at six? Um, I am... I am tired and I'm also like not as tired as I used to be. So the first like week that I did it, it was definitely a struggle. Like it got easier every day, but it was still hard. And by like week number two, I couldn't sleep past then anyway. Like even when my alarm went off, if I tried to snooze, like my body was awake and I was ready to go. Wow. So it's like you get your body gets used to it. And like, I have to tell like, so my morning ritual is something I learned when I was in college. I read this book called The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. If you haven't read it, you've heard of it. I haven't read it. If you're a creative person of any kind, which I really believe we all are. So that's everyone. Mm -hmm. um, It's so worth reading. It's an older book, but it's just like this classically wise um, book of, of just expanding your creativity and your sense of yourself. And she has this um, morning ritual called the morning pages um, in which like she would wake, she wakes up every morning. And the first thing she does is she puts her pen to paper and she writes like six, so three pages front and back. And it's just like a stream of consciousness. Like the only rules that her pen like can't leave the paper. It just has to be writing the whole time. Um, and it's been for me, it's been like so much more powerful than meditation or I like meditation, but yeah. it's been like the biggest tool um, just for me helping to ground myself and to know what it is that I really want and to know how I actually feel and to somehow like to get through those emotions. And I love doing it. So I've been waking up and doing that. Oh and um, it's been amazing. It's been so amazing. I actually think now that you say it like this is jogging a memory, I kind of remember this now. Maybe I even heard about it from you. So do you really just write whatever is on your mind? 
it's like everything that I can like just comes out of me. And it's like that fog that we all feel in the morning. Like we wake up and we feel that sort of fogginess. By the time I'm done, I feel so clear. I know exactly what I want to do that day. I know what it is that I need to do. I know what's bothering me. Um, I just like know, I know how I feel about things. So I'm not just like pushing. We subconsciously push so much over the, under the rug to get through the day. And we don't even know we're doing it. Right. And um, it's just wow. really helped me like un like untangle so How many long things. How have you been doing this? Um, I have been probably doing this for like three weeks, although it seems like so much wow. longer. Um, might only even be yeah. But before I got married, I did it like I did it for like five years, and it was uh, okay. This is what I remember. Yes, because you told me this. This could have been last year that you told me this over lunch or one of our wine dates, and you had said. You told me about journaling because I think, and I think you got me to journal, and for some reason I got off track or whatever. But so the morning pages, when you you just write, like I feel like if I wrote in the morning, like something wouldn't even make sense. Like no, none of it makes. Okay. A lot of it doesn't make sense. Sometimes I'm just writing down like little words that are coming to mind, and then all of a sudden after writing like almost gibberish, like real things will come up. Those things that like keep us awake at night. Those are the things that I think sort of end up coming out in the morning and like then you get to process them yeah. in this really cool way. It's a really cool exercise. And I think I was blown away by how much of a fog I was in before yeah. um, before this happened. I had no idea right. that I was like as blurry as I was. Things were just going so fast. And um, I felt like, all right, I think it's time for me to start doing this again. So, so- do you then read the pages back? Oh hell no! No, oh, first okay. of all, I can't even I can't even read my own handwriting. Okay, so you're um, but really like just writing, yeah, I'm really just writing. I don't. Some people do. Some people use it for like fodder for like mm-hmm. blogs or mm-hmm. stories that they're going to write. For me, it just like gives me really good ideas, and then I translate that. I can remember those ideas, or I make a list of them, and I translate that into actions that I'm going to take Man, later. I try doing that. I feel like, I, I, but pardon me, like when I think about it right now, and maybe you had this when you initially thought about it, I'm thinking about it right now, and it feels like a very like difficult task. Like I almost feel overwhelmed by it. Is that? Yes. Normal? So it felt super daunting when I first heard about it, and now it feels like the thing that I, I like can't wait until six in the morning. It's like my time. <gasps> with me. I'm not even kidding. Like that was how it felt in the beginning. And now I'm like, this is my time just to like, I feel so grateful that I can do this. And I, um, I don't know, like, yeah, I'm just like beyond it's amazing. So And then is it, then you get coffee and like you have a whole more, or that's kind of the main part of the routine. Yeah, no. So I have, so I usually finish that up like around like seven and then I get up and I like, I'll have some coffee and do my makeup. I've been doing my makeup because everyone, like every time I FaceTime someone, they're like, why the hell is your makeup on? And I'm like, oh, I Girl, put on every like day. yeah, I'm like, this is all I have right now. <laughs> I got to put my concealer and my mascara and my blush on. Yes. And like, you know, I love, we both have podcasts mm-hmm. and like promoting my, like promoting my podcast. It's like my other baby. Right. Um, it's my right. creative endeavor and it makes me feel good. And like, I'm putting something out into the world that I love and I don't really want to do that if I've got like a messy bun and I'm not like, I haven't put myself together yet. So, I mean, you feel when you, what does it say? When you look, when you look, you look good, you feel good. And like, it's not even coming from like a shallow, it's not, no one's seeing me. I mean, yes, on Instagram maybe, but like, it's for me that I feel better. (laughs) Yes. I feel so much better. It feels like a real day. It feels like. I just feel good. So yeah, I go, I put my makeup on, um, have my coffee and usually Violet wakes up 
first. So I get to spend like a little bit of time with just her. And then Selma gets up right after and we do breakfast. We watch Mickey Mouse. We just like take it easy. I I had like a schedule for the whole day that I was adhering to. But now it's mostly just like chunks. Like in the morning, we're kind of like relaxing. And maybe we do like water activity or something. And then there's like lunch and nap time. And I like watch a movie with Selma during Violet's nap time because she doesn't nap. And then like the afternoon is mostly just like getting to when we've been going to pick up Ben from work every day. Oh, okay. It's like an activity right, for us. Right. So it's like mostly just getting to that time, um, you up. know, getting to that time of day. But it's like, you know, and like the days are so full, but you can hear from what I'm describing that, yes, like I, it feels like Groundhog Day, just yep. like it does to everyone else, no matter what your situation is. Yep. And not knowing when that's going to change can be overwhelming. It, you know, no matter what situation you're right. in. Right. You don't, there's no end in sight. I mean, yes, people are, you know, throwing out dates here and there, but there's no concrete answer and it makes it so, so anxiety inducing. And just have so- things changed for you, like professional, because you're still doing like multimedia, you're doing like PR communication yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. I'm doing, it's a lot of, right now, I'm actually doing a bunch of, not a bunch, but a few websites. I'm helping people with some website stuff and doing, you know, content creation and email marketing is big, you know, big right now for me. And, you know, so really work was quiet at first, but I think that was partially because I wasn't going after it and I was really not motivated. And now I'm feeling like a little more pep in my step. So I'm, I definitely work has been busy, which I'm very grateful for, but you know, I, it's like weird. I can only do a few hour chunks at a time. And then I like, I I, got to stop. Like, I, I don't know what, it's that's not like me. I'm usually go, go, go all day. But like during this is just, I give, I just am trying to allow myself to do the work. And then if I need to take a break, that is fine. And take a few hour breaks. Yeah. It's, it's, no, I totally understand. Yeah. I mean, it's just, what are you going to, yeah. It's so, yeah, no, but work has definitely been good. And I'm very grateful that I, you know, I'm working and, you know, trying to, you know, I'm grateful for that, but it's still challenging. I mean, that's why I drink wine. Wait, so you're not drinking wine right now, right? I know you're so you're, this is the only, (laughs) People are going to hear what you just said and be like, what the hell? I talk to Laura all the time. She hasn't said this to me. The only person who knows about this is actually my husband. And oh, I think gosh. I told I think I told one other person and then I told you because you asked me if I was going to have a glass of wine before we record this because part of hashtag no filter your show yeah. is that you have a glass of wine and then you're unfiltered. But I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm unfiltered anyway. Right. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, but you're, uh, is it because of the early mornings? So it's not, I mean, that probably would have factored into it. When I found out we were going to be in a quarantine and I was going to be like more of a full on mother than I've pro- ever been in my life and and how, I mean, I have two very small children. Right. Just knowing myself the way that I know myself. Um, I didn't think it was going to be a good idea to even start drinking during this time because there wasn't going to be like, our lives are just the same every day. So what would motivate me to like stop? And I'm, you know, I felt like the days are hard, Julie, like they're hard. And like by at four o'clock every day, I think about that glass of wine and I, um, I see it turning into four and, Mm -hmm. um, I I see that not, why would I not do that the next day? And then the one after that and, and how difficult it would be to, um, care for my children while I was doing that. I, I can't even like, honestly, it's so, it's just so different than having it just be me. I'd be able to like sleep it or whatever. However, I felt whatever mood I was in. Um, right. so there's that. I also feel like extremely cognizant mm-hmm. of the fact that we are having this like once in a lifetime experience right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to like, um, I, for 
I want to be here for that. And so for me, it meant taking that out of the picture right now um, so that I can, because this is something I've heard myself saying to myself so many times this year, like, I just need a minute. Like I just need a break. I, I need to figure stuff out. And and oh my God, here it is. You so, have several minutes right now. And yeah, take advantage. I have a lot of minutes, you know, and I just um and and I think it's quite an extreme measure to take. I um I don't think it's like necessarily a it, I don't I don't advocate it. I don't it's just something for me. Works like for I mean you, if it, though, it works for you. It resonates with you. Yeah, absolutely. And like I am also a very anxious person. Um, I can be at least. Right. And so I felt like in order for me to get through this with my head on my shoulders, with being responsible for two other people and making sure they feel safe, I'm going to have to like have every wit about me that I can possibly have. Absolutely. Um, and that's where I am in my life. And And I am. And sorry, but if you're drinking at night, you're not waking up at 6am. So that wouldn't even be. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not. And then the next day, I'm going to just feel horrible. And that's right. me. And I have to tell you, I've never felt like less judgmental right. <laughs> in my entire <laughs> life. So like, I'm right. like, people are going to be listening to this on your podcast and be like, fuck her. Like, the fact that you can recognize that and think about how it would be if you did that and that you're, you want, it, it, it's so admirable. And so just, I respect it so much. And I, you know yourself well, and I think that's pretty fucking cool that you know yourself. Well, I mean, well. I'm not saying it's even easy for me, no. um, but I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's given me a second to just like soberly, literally kind of right. evaluate yes. my life. My life, this is going to sound like such a weird thing to say, but like my life is so important to me. Of course. Um, it it's so important to me. And I'm just like, there were things I, I was like hit in the face by how many things weren't working for me. And I feel like I've said that so many times, but it was very, um, it was very real for me. I, I had no idea. So right. um, I'm like, all right, well, I want to like take this head on. And I'm 31 years old, which is not old at all. Right, right. Um, but I'm older than I realize for sure. I yeah. kind of live my life like I still have like all this time to do like all these things I want to do. And yeah. um, I'm like on the outskirts of my life almost. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be doing that anymore. No, I think like, that's incredible it. that you like, just that you know yourself so well that you're like, and you're really learning more about yourself during this and, and taking stock and taking inventory. And it's, I think it's pretty freaking awesome, actually. Oh man. (laughs) I thank you. I love you. I I love love being like, I love talking to an interviewer. Like I love getting asked questions. I I feel like I'm not asking you enough because I'm just like, Oh, this is so awesome. (laughs) No, are you kidding? It's so fun. I feel like we could, we banter all the time anyway, but we could banter all day, but no, I think it's, I just, I think like at the end of the day, like, and you and I talked about this on the phone, Yes. I mean, look, I'll say it. I don't have kids. I'll say it that I, your situation, I imagine is a lot more challenging than someone who's living alone. And I just, how can it not be? You have other people to care for. With that being said, there are pros, there, there are things that I'm dealing with that maybe you're not. And of course, things you're dealing with that I'm not. And I think we all just have to go easy on ourselves. Like, yeah, just 100%. Like, it's all okay. Whatever you're doing is good enough. Like, it's fine. Right? It's good enough. And like, nobody knows how to do this perfectly or at all, really. Like, we're all just trying to survive. We're all just trying to get, get through it and survive. And um, like, make the take out of it whatever we can. But um, I think. Yeah, I mean, we're so used to just having a solution for everything right. and having um, just a band aid, and, and we don't have that right now. And we're we are all in that 
predicament together. All like another thing my husband loves to bring up all the time. This was before the pandemic. He used to always say like, you know, we think we're so advanced as a society, but like the last major invention was the iPhone. And like, that was a long time ago, considering the way society was progressing before Mm -hmm. that because smartphone technology made all of us like extremely complacent and people stopped creating when it was created. And I look at like the puzzles and the paintings and the songs and like the things people are coming up with and the solutions people are coming up with right now. And I'm like so inspired by what's to come and like the way that we've all been able to make this work. People are really creating again. It's really amazing. No, it really is. It's incredible. And I think it's really allowing for everyone to, because the thing is, this is affecting, and I, I know, I don't know why I think about this. I've thought about this a lot, but everyone has, I guess, but this is happening to everyone, every single person. It doesn't matter if you are a celebrity, if you have all the money in the world, if you have six private jets that could take, no one can do anything right now. So it's no, even if you have the jet to take you somewhere, like no one can go with you. You can't hang out with anyone. Right. Like we are and yes, of course there are people, you know, I don't know, Kim Kardashian, there probably is like seven nannies still helping, but apparently she doesn't, but like, yeah, yeah, apparently she's not really like in the weeds. It's it's just, no one's immune to it. And I know that's everyone keeps saying that, but it's true. Like it's crazy to think about like every single person right now is dealing with this and that every single person. So I know my answer to this question, but I want to know yours. Um, what is the one thing that you are like, like you're not excited about going back to once we resume life? What a good question. What's something Um, you really don't miss? Well, I'm such an, like, I'm such a homebody that honestly, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not looking forward to having to be like, no, I don't want to do that. No, I'm kidding. I'm in a new place. I want to, I'll put myself out there. But, um, what am I not looking forward to The, the, I mean, there is still bullshit now, but kind of the, like everyone just seems a little kinder right now, at least yeah. in my world. I know there, there's shit going on and politics and, and, and Twitter shit, but like everyone just seems a little more like I'll get random text messages from people I haven't talked to in forever, just checking in and it feels very authentic and genuine. And so I'm scared that it might not stay like that. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. I, um, what's your, answer? I hope it, does. I also want to say though, that I think the political stuff, um, kind of exists a little bit like in a vacuum. It's not, it's like a microcosm. I don't think most people are nearly that angry. I think that's just what we see. True. true. And that's the thing. And I just feel like it's very, but I don't know. I really don't know my exact answer. Like what I'm not looking for. I don't, I'm really excited for this to be over. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Okay. So what you're excited for it to be over, what are you the most excited to like get back to? I just, I want to like, honestly, I want to go to happy hour. I really do. Yeah. I want to hug my, with people that yes, with people, I want to hug my parents. I want to like go see my nephews. I want to like really kind of live this. I, you know, I went through a rough year last year personally, and I'm, you know, kind of ready to, you know, go move on, not move on. Ready to move on. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I've heard people also like who are dealing with grief right now. They've they've, like talked about how grateful they are to be doing this while the whole world's grieving because it's made it like an easier, gentler process. Absolutely. Well, it's also people that are, there are a couple of, I can't, I can't think off the top of my head, but things that they were like, this is a great time actually if you're going through, oh, if you just had a baby, I imagine that's very challenging, but being stuck inside is not so bad when you have a baby, right? (laughs) Yeah. I've been thinking that myself and like, you don't really, I don't know about most new moms I know do not really want people coming over when they have a new baby anyway. I'm wondering if that's going to be a new like protocol. Like you just don't have people over in the first three months. I'm like, I'm game. Don't come to my house. A lot of new protocols. What are you most looking forward to and not looking forward to? 
So dreading is sitting in traffic. Um, I didn't think about that completely dreading. Like I was spending my entire life in traffic and I complained about this all the time. This isn't something I like became aware of when it ended, but it just felt like there was absolutely nothing I could do about it. Um, I, I just can't, I can't even imagine. Like I'm just, can please, when I get in my car now, I can get anywhere I want in like 10 minutes or less. Right. I know. No matter where it is. It's incredible. Right. And like um, my relationship with my kids, like half of it was taking place in a vehicle, like talking to them while they were yeah. in the backseat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I don't miss that. I don't miss that at all. No. Um, I don't miss that. What is it that like when I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get back to life. You know, I just I want to go to the movies and I want right. to like right. take care of myself. Like, oh, yeah, um, I'm going to go get a freaking hair blow. I want to do all oh. that. Oh my God. Right. I can't wait to like groom my yeah. eyebrows are like, yes. Ben was like, well, at least they aren't growing together. It's not like one eyebrow. And oh, I was like, it's, oh, very, close. At that. it's no. very close to being one eyebrow. Right. Um, no, I, but yeah, I'm excited for the, the grooming, like the, the getting my hair done bit. Although it's like the longer this goes on, the less I care. Like right. I, in the beginning, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what am I going right. to do? And they're like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, oh, this is what I look like. All right. Right. Uh, No, so I'm like less. But yeah, I just like going and sitting, being somewhere by myself, probably um, like date night going out with my, you know, Ben was running for office like right before this happened. And we had a date night. We have a date night nanny and she's there every Saturday night. And for like the four Saturday nights before this happened, we kept having to do campaign stuff. And I said to her right before this happened, I was like, I just can't wait until next weekend when we finally get to have like a normal date night. Like I just miss going to the movies. And then this happened. So like we haven't like gone out to dinner or like been to the movies together in like way longer than just the pandemic. And I, I miss that. Like I miss just doing like going out and doing something. Right. A hundred percent. Oh my God. Well, I want to say soon enough, but who even knows, but hopefully soon. Who even knows, right? Soon enough. We'll see. Next year in Jerusalem, like they say at the Seder. Right. Exactly. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love you. This was so fun. It was so fun. Thank you for joining me and allowing me to join you. Thank you for joining me. And thank same to you. Thank you. And tell everyone, we should tell everyone where we, to follow us. (laughs) Yes. Follow us on Instagram. Um, Julie is at Julie at, sorry, at by Julie Lauren. At by Julie Lauren. And you're at Laura Max. Laura Max Rose. Um, hashtag no filters, Julie's I'm on no hands, um, subscribe to both and leave ratings, reviews, whatever you feel like. (laughs) Yeah. Ratings and reviews are how we get listeners. And that's been, you know, in quarantine podcasts are like an interesting thing because it's kind of easier to create them. Um, there's higher production, but if you're in my situation, like it's much harder to listen to them as a mother. Exactly. So like the listening is more spread out. Yeah. Yeah, No one's commuting. So it is challenging. So every listener, every download is every subscriber is so huge for us. And Um, counts. Yes. Thank you all so much. This is so fun. We should do this. This was so fun. We'll do it again for sure. Thanks guys. Next year out of a quarantine. Bye. Out of a quarantine. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Bye everyone. Bye everyone.